Welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Lodge. And today we had the great fortune of spending a bit of time and interviewing the fantastic multi-billionaire property developer, Farhad Azizi. What a fantastic story he has to tell. Anyway, cue the music. Safar Hadazizi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So let's understand a little bit about you for the benefit of the audience. You are the son of a really successful man. You've now gone to work under the CEO of Azizi Group. You're a billionaire family. You're super successful. You've had a silver spoon in your mouth all your life. Everything's been really easy for you. And that's your journey, right? Not really. <laughs> but but, but I, I mean, my, my father is very successful, Touchwood, and... Uh, he has many lines of businesses, but the family is very, very humble. So is my dad. And uh, so I wouldn't go as far as the silver spoon and all that. But yeah, I, did, I mean, we work with him, myself and my brothers, and uh, also my uncle. So we work as a, as a close family. And uh, we're into construction, real estate, oil and gas, and banking. Uh, oh wow! Many things. Yeah, three three lines of businesses. Although we're we're we are in trading as well, but that's uh, we we we're wrapping that up. But the main three core businesses are banking, real estate, and uh, um, and oil and gas business. So. And, and and do you has as again for the benefit of everyone listening, are you somebody that's learned? all of these different businesses from your dad or have you just gone into one of those verticals? No, I, did. I started actually with banking in 2007 when I came back from the States. Uh, so I came from the States immediately into dad's businesses. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that I, I, I'm very happy that I did is I started from basics. Mm -hmm. So I started with the bank as a teller. Oh, right at the bottom? Like right, right at the bottom. The teller, before the teller, there was another post called the CSR. Like customer service representative, and and, and and I had to open bank accounts for clients, and I did that for some time actually. I would I would be with with the, with, the, with them for for all activities, whether it was a training or this and that. So then the teller, and then got promoted with with doing the right things. Like so, you didn't get free promotions or anything. But I started with the banking, mm -hmm. and then I find I find found the banking to be good, but a bit too repetitive, a bit boring. So then I uh, moved into the oil and gas a bit mm -hmm. but then I spend most of my time in real estate that's where the lion's share has been yeah yeah real estate but do you think well, again you're from Afghanistan originally yes okay dad was born in Afghanistan yes were you born in Afghanistan yeah I was born in Kabul okay and how old were you when you left Kabul and moved overseas I was five years old and where uh, did you go to Uzbekistan so you went, to oh, really you went to yes, Tashkent yes, at yeah. five yes yes and you lived there for a couple of years couple of years my dad's business started there in Uzbekistan really yeah so he he was uh, he had a government job in Afghanistan he was a prosecutor uh, so mm -hmm. he his background is law he studied law he's a, he's a lawyer and he was working for the government as a prosecutor and when things started to get uh, shaky with civil war and other things in Afghanistan he left uh, to to do his own thing because he was not safe to be living in Afghanistan and and was was Uzbekistan a country that anybody or most people went to initially because it was across the border. It was the first place no, to go. No, it's, it's not. It's not. No reason. It, it, it is, Uzbekistan is across the border. Tajikistan, Pakistan, Iran. Oh, yeah. So Afghanistan shares many borders. So many people actually went to Iran and uh, Pakistan, 
But, but we as family went to Uzbekistan because my, my dad had better contacts there, so we went to move to Tashkent. And uh, he, he literally had, uh, you know, he, he had nothing with him, and he, he, was, he didn't speak the language. His uh, diploma wouldn't be accepted in, in, in for a job, for example. Mm -hmm. So he was basically cornered, and by then he already had six kids. Uh, we're, we're seven now, but he, has, he had a family to feed. Uh, he just lost his job, lost his country, there's civil war there. And he's in a totally new country where he's, you know, he's nobody basically. And uh, to start life from that uh, is very difficult. So one of the things that he always says is that humans are full of supernatural powers. And he says, when I was very cornered, when I felt so cornered and I was thinking of my family, my kids, and I had to do something, that's when ideas come up. That's when you start to think of of things out of the box and that's when you start to 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 do brilliant things so he says you know we, we sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. to be really um you know getting that eureka moment as they call it yeah it's almost like we, we say in english if you put me in a corner there's two ways i'm going to react i'm either going to come out fighting okay or i'm going to kill over and die exactly and, and, and you, they're your two options in life if you get put into that corner but also when people are down and they're low it's sometimes the greatest place to cry, climb from isn't it exactly because so so what he did is he, he started a, a trading business trading what trading of f fabric okay from from like afghanistan in india uh -huh. to uzbekistan and to kazakhstan and turkmenistan and tajikistan so all those the, the, and he was just doing trading, and so then he, he got importing he, stuff yeah, in, importing and then selling it because the whole import business and export business was something new in those days, and there was less, there was a lot of, uh, uh, there, there was a lot of geopolitical tension everywhere, right? So there was the USSR going down, and things were things were changing a lot. So so he he, he had some he had the hard work he had to do, but also he had to be that the time it was a lot of luck he says as well. So. That's what that's what, how he started the business basically, and we lived there for a couple of years. Then we moved to Dubai. Uh, in 1996, we moved to Dubai. How old were you then? Oh, by then I was I was. I don't recall exactly, but I should have been nine, I guess. Okay, so you yeah. went into Dubai. Dad carried on with his trading business. No, he, he his trade his business had changed by then. He was trading, but he had changed to other uh, other businesses. But it was all within trading. So he got into a food business. He got into electronics business. He got into so many other types of businesses, but they were all within trading. So he wasn't really into real estate or banking. He was a middleman. Yeah, he was, he was trading, basically. Yeah. Yes. And is your dad one of these guys that sees his opportunity when it comes his way? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the things he, he has, which, which, which we're very proud of, he has a lot of courage, and he's very... He 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 risk he's a risk taker, but mm. very calculated risk taker, obviously. But he has the courage. He he's not very fearful, and I think it's because of what he went through. Uh, he lost family members back home in Afghanistan. His mm. brothers um, passed away. He's, he's you know he's, when you when when you lose so much, then you really you 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 sort of get a very thick skin, and and he he's. Um, it gives you strength, he, doesn't it? It gives, it gives, it gives him a lot of strength. Yeah. And like there's, there are things I would be too careful with and I wouldn't take the risk, but he'd be like, come on. 
no no risk no fun and <laughs> and you and a lot of a lot of that probably you as his son because you didn't go through that yourself or live it yourself like he lo- lost the brother yeah i was stuff. just observing yeah. so i was observing i didn't go through it but i i, I remember observing all that I, it's almost like it's almost like when we when we don't want our kids or our friends to make mistakes and so we advise them not to make them but sometimes but they just need to make the mistake exactly to learn. exactly and so you can't always learn from someone else's experiences, although, you know. So he went through the experience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I saw him going through that. Um, I mean, I, I was lucky to, to, to do the observation, at least. Some of my other siblings who are younger, they didn't, they, they saw the, the much better parts of life when, mm-hmm. when, they, when they grew up here in <coughs> Dubai, went to school here, and they went to the universities and lived a very good life. But uh, I, I, was, I was fortunate to, to learn a lot of things from my dad and, and, and see how his life unfolded and how things went and and what you know from point a to b and how difficult it was to get from from place to place it was it was it it takes a lot of uh, hard work it, you know i talked to quite a lot of entrepreneurs and when you think about your dad's story it's similar in many ways because of of of, of a reaction to some form of form of pain exactly. and so then it makes you it makes you almost bolder and those big decisions don't seem like big decisions because of what you've experienced yeah, before yeah. how you know when you think about these three verticals oil and gas real estate and banking they're they're they're, they're on their own aren't they they're monsters on their own in terms yeah. of industries and i'm sure your dad didn't you know do windows and doors and you know fit kitchens and stuff i'm sure your dad real estate was building houses buying land and developing exactly. and stuff banking i'm sure uh, it incorporates so many different areas within banking. Did he just buy a bank when he had enough money, or did he set a bank up? No, he set a bank up. And Where? In, in Afghanistan. Now, now so he, he set has... a bank up in Afghanistan from scratch? Yeah, yeah. He has two banks <coughs> now. Uh, and the largest bank, Azizi Bank, uh, belongs to him. Azizi That's bank. the biggest bank in Afghanistan? Yes, it's the largest bank there. And also Afghanistan Islamic Bank is the fourth largest bank in Afghanistan. So he, wow. he actually didn't go back home. Uh, for for many years, more than 16, 17 years, because he wasn't safe. And when the when the Taliban were taken out uh, in 2001, mm-hmm. that's when he first time went back, and he saw a huge change. You know, the country was destroyed, people have changed. There was a lot of uh, a lot of things had gone backwards. Like you know, the the country was was doing really well before before all the civil war and problems. So when he had seen all that. And when, when he went back, he was, he was basically, you know, surprised. And one of the things he wanted to do is start up his business there, uh, create jobs, do something different, build, get into construction, get into the banking, because banking is, is, the, is the backbone of the economy. Mm-hmm. So he, he got into the oil and gas. He, he saw what's needed. It was, it was, there was a big need for uh, energy products. So he got uh, gas from the neighboring <coughs> countries. He got natural gas for, for, for people to use and, all, and petroleum products. So he built petrol stations, for example. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was the first person, uh, first company to build uh, storage facilities within the capital, Kabul. He didn't have storage facilities for LPG or petroleum products because, you know, every city needs its storage facilities and didn't, didn't exist. So he built it on the borders and also in the capital. And then in 2006 is when he opened the bank. And when he, the bank was opened, it was the 14th bank to be opened. And so it was the first, the, the smallest bank. But but he he either gets into the roots of a business or he doesn't touch it. So so he worked very hard on that, and eventually um, it, it has come to a point where it's the largest bank, and he he got he acquired some other banks also within the country. So 
uh, in the Afghanistan Islamic Bank was one of the banks that was uh, another bank. He took it, rebranded it, and is the first and the only Islamic bank in Afghanistan. Now, some people will look at Afghanistan and obviously attach all of the uh, conflict and war and everything that's gone on, not just with the, with the Western world, but with Russia many years before, all that history of, of battles in Afghanistan, and, and look at it quite negatively. And others will look at it and say, that's a land of opportunity. There's, 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 there's stuff that can be done there that, that can be great for the country because the infrastructure either has been there it's and taken exist, away, yeah. it doesn't exist at all. Is your dad, because it's his homeland, wanted to find opportunity there? Or is your dad, because he's just a, a born... He, he, he's emotionally attached to it, right? So he, okay. he, be, being from there, I, 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 you know, being from there, he's very emotionally attached to it. And he, his businesses are still running in the... Uh, in the trading business in those other countries, but he his focus went to Afghanistan because he really felt he could do something. However, when it comes to uh, Afghanistan being a land of opportunities, it's it's not it's not really business wise as as great because um, the, the, the 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 basic infrastructure doesn't exist. So so he he did well at times, but then at times he he lost a lot of money there as well in Afghanistan. But but he he didn't pull out, and he 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 wants to do more. Um, right now, I would say it's not the best time to do business. When the when the U.S. decided to pull out some of their troops in 2014, things have been becoming uh, a bit slow business-wise in the banking and construction. But one of the things I I personally learned a lot from Afghanistan and and also my my dad as well is doing anything there is so difficult that you you really learn to the roots to the base of how it's done. Like. When we, we we have done a lot of construction, way way more development in back home than here, and oh, really? in in Afghanistan I was I was uh, running the real estate part. One of the things that I the you do there it's, it's so different. You don't have uh, skilled engineers, so you don't have uh, cranes, you don't have piling machines, you don't have proper concrete batching plants, you don't have materials, you don't even have steel. So steel has to be brought imported. The basic materials have to be imported. So when you do construction in Afghanistan or in Syria or in Iraq or in Libya, you really do construction. <laughs> <laughs> so like like here, things are so 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 much easier. Because but see, that's really an interesting thing to think about about how when you when you build businesses in really tough environments, how then when you come some, somewhere like yeah, here, it's so just like, I, this is a walk I, in the park. I, I, yeah? I, used to, I, used to, I used to spend a weekend there and a week here. And this place, you know, people would come to me for their problems, and I would, and I, I, didn't, I didn't want to insult them, but I would, I would feel so. You don't I have felt problems. I felt they were so petty <clears throat> because those problems were like first world problem, first world problems. Like these are not problems. <laughs> I I have seen people taking a brick, or ten of them, walking all the way to the fifteenth floor to do the block work. Going up the a stairs, big flight of stairs and, yeah. and 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 then there is there is like the streets get blocked because of security reason. All of a sudden, the whole construction has to stop. All the laborers have to come down, and then you're not allowed not allowed to work at night. All kind of security checks suddenly happen, and then you 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 have to do so many checks and controls. Like the concrete that's that has to be put in a high rise building is different than a concrete put in a house. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And there is a PSI <coughs> test, the, the the pressure test. Yeah. So if I don't check it myself in in a country where there isn't proper rules and systems, I could be at the risk of putting the wrong concrete in a high rise 
in a city which is at high risk of earthquakes. Like uh, 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 Kabul lies on on on, <coughs> on the line, yeah. uh, yes on the fault line. So those before any any concrete would be poured, we would take a sample, take it to our own lab, check it to see if it has the right pressure. Mm-hmm. If, if if there were times where it was the wrong pressure, but the concrete was poured, so then we had to demolish the whole thing and take it out and 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 you do all that without cranes again, <laughs> like like the simplest thing we we take for granted. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't have those things back. It's like you're working in a war zone. So, um, you know, we, we build buildings here and they're connected to the sewer system. But there, there's no sewer system. We, bu- we build buildings here, they're connected to electricity and water and the whole thing is hooked up and mm-hmm. we don't know who did the infrastructure, but we, we, it's there and we're, we're happy for it. But no, that's not the case in Kabul. We build a lot of high-rise buildings and those high-rises have their own sewage treatment plant brought specifically from America because they are not made everywhere. And these are biologically treatments done yeah. for all the sewage and the water is getting, gets reused <coughs> for, for, the, for, for the water, uh, for the toilet flush uh, yeah, yeah. and all that. So these, these systems, <laughs> you learn so much yeah. from that. You, you, you see all that and then you realize that, okay, you know, you, the experience that you can gain in one year there is like equivalent to five years here. It's like a great school, isn't it? I've done construction in Germany, for example. Uh, in Frankfurt, uh, we we I, I with your eyes closed, did you just leave? So, so in Frankfurt, <laughs> in Frankfurt, it's even easier. In Frankfurt, I I have a construction site running. I have not been to it, I have not been to it for six months now, and I don't need to go because every time I go to the construction site, I want to be like picking on the on the problems. But actually, I go and I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed that I I actually have nothing. I have no comments. Like 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 in, in Dubai, I would go. I'd be like, oh, you know that's. Plastic is, is not straight or this is not good. I don't like that. The tile has been put wrong. But in Germany, it's so different. It's, 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 uh, it, it basically, it, it basically, basically, I compare Afghanistan, the UAE, yeah. Dubai, and, 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 and Germany. And these three places are so different. And, and I'm home to all three cities. I'm, I'm to Kabul, Frankfurt, and Dubai. So when I travel, I just travel with my laptop. I, I have my clothing there or my even my toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the, the way work is done or the way construction is done or the way any business is run, they are at very, diff- they are at very extremes. Um, and and, and I've, I've been fortunate to see those extreme. And, and sometimes when I, when, I, uh, when I go to different places, I, I, I have to like switch real quick because when I'm in Frankfurt, I have, I have to work different. I cannot be in my... Afghan mood because in the Afghan <laughs> mood you have to be a bit more um, you have to be a bit more firm on things mm-hmm. otherwise things don't move you know a lot of people don't have work experience so you got to be demanding and all that and Dubai is somewhere in the middle while when Frankfurt you know it's a very professional environment you cannot be you ha- you have to be very careful with the wording politically correct and you have to be very contractually right and is 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 being that. a business person in, uh, in a building businesses in Afghanistan riddled with corruption? In Afghanistan, that's a big <clears throat> problem. That's a big problem. But the problem is when you, when you feed those people who want to be, who are corrupt, it never ends. So mm-hmm. you have to either put a stop or get into this, be, be in it for, for the long term. So, I mean, our business was fortunate enough that we had, we had the support from, from top level where they said, where we could say, no, I don't want to be part of this. It, either we do it our way or, 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 or I'm not going to participate because it's a never-ending 
it's a never-ending thing. So when we were get, doing our construction, we had to go and get the permissions from the president himself. Like, we knew that it's going to be so so bureaucratic, so complicated, and such a lack of systems. And we, we wanted to do good. We had land there. And to develop those buildings and those properties, which are now de developed, we had to go to the president. President Karzai was, was, was running the country then. And, uh, and we said, okay, these are the designs. Our team from Dubai designed the whole thing. They went and did the presentation, so our engineering team from here. And the president was very impressed. He said, this is what I want in, in, in this city to be built. You know, we want buildings like this. Now, today, those buildings are built, but he had to approve it. Now, going every time to the president for something is, is not possible. But to, to, to avoid all those, all those uh, you know, corrupt people and to, to skip over them, you have to sometimes go to extreme path. Go to the top. Yes. Avoid that headache. Yeah, no, it makes absolute sense. I speak about corruption, but I, I grew up in Nigeria. Okay. So I know what a corrupt country is, and we talk openly about corrupt countries, but I also believe very strongly that every country is corrupt. There's a problem. Uh, I mean, it's, it exists everywhere. It's just better disguised in Western world than it is in uh, in the developing world. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, there has to be some controls. It cannot be. It cannot be an acceptable <coughs> act because, uh, you know, we, we have had many business opportunities open us open up for us in, in places where 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 corruption is acceptable. I, I don't want to name the countries, but we knew that okay, if the next guy, the next person in line could pay a bit more, and our business could be stopped, our construction site could be could be seized, and all that. So those those places are very risky. I would rather do business in places where. There is some controls. There is some rules in place, and mm -hmm. it's 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 like it's it's a, it's a very it's where it's considered the society considered it as a very shameful act and, and something that's not acceptable. If those those principles don't exist, then then a lot of businesses, businessmen, or or anybody would would shy away from those countries. Like doing business in Afghanistan is very difficult, even though we are from there. Like I recently, I'm no longer. I I. I, I I, I'm 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 definitely attached to Afghanistan, but I I I've chose to become a German citizen. Uh, my wife is from there, so my in-laws live there, and traveling with the Afghan passport was extremely difficult. But I feel very home in Germany, so I actually I I, I I I I was given I had the option, and and I chose to 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 become a German citizen as opposed to what. As to being to being an Afghan citizen, so oh, okay, so it, not not choosing other nationalities. No, no, I mean, I mean, other nationalities. Of course, I lived in the states uh, for seven years, so I had the option of of becoming a U.S. citizen or a German citizen, or I I could have you know mm -hmm. there's there's other nationalities like Cyprus and all that you could invest. Yeah, yeah, you can. But yeah. having having an Afghan passport is not about travel. It's uh, you get discriminated right away. So I'm the exact same person. I go to certain banks. I don't want to name them. And they've said we don't open bank accounts for Afghans. Now I go as a German, and they're like, you're welcome, sir, of course. <laughs> but I'm the exact same person. Yeah. So that's, that's pure discrimination. Pure. Now, now I, I don't criticize those organizations, but maybe because they have, you know, they have restrictions or whatever. But I, I, I would imagine it's not only for Afghans. There's many That, 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 that actually comes from, my big belief is it comes from propaganda. 
Yeah. A lot, a lot, it's, it's almost like the stock market and sentiment. If, if, if everyone's saying that the stock market's going down, then invariably the stock market goes down, doesn't it? Exactly. And if everyone is optimistic, then invariably it starts to perform exactly, better. Exactly. And proof of that is the end of the UK financial year is the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And you always see, because stockbrokers get their bonuses then, you always see the first quarter being really strong exactly. in the UK. Yes, yes. And in the US, the last quarter in Q4, because yeah. they get their bonuses. It's so, all sentiment, right? So... And so I think a lot of what people are fed and, you know, and again, people believe what they're fed, you know, the news in every country. If you watch uh, Russian Today, uh, Russia Today, CNBC, uh, CNN and BBC, you watch the same news article across each of those channels. There's a different slant on it, isn't there? So I, I went to Seychelles on my honeymoon, right? My wife, German, I'm Afghan. And it says no visa required for Afghans, visa on arrival. So she walks in and the, and the, and the immigration officer looks at me he's like, oh, my God. Why are you here? When are you going back? Where are you staying? <laughs> how, how did you get here? Why did you get here? And he and I, the poor guy was so frustrated. But but I'm the same person now, and I and yeah. it's, it's a breathe. But it's it's um, you know it's it's the sentiments as you said. It's 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 I, I don't blame anything. It's just that it's um, there's no there's no there's no positive news that comes out of Afghanistan no. on the news. No. I mean, as, as, as an Afghan, I have probably learned a lot of things from that country when I went back, after I did my education, went back construction-wise, banking-wise, trading-wise. I mean, the things that you do there are so, 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 so uh, uh, still at the basi basics. So you have to take it from point A to Z yourself. Yeah. The, the, the basics are not done. So for me, it's been a great learning experience. Um, but otherwise, news-wise, yeah, there's no positive news coming out of that place. Ta so let's talk about America. You studied in, because we spoke about this the other day, yes. which I thought was really cool. So you, trans you studied in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, yes. And for most people going to study in the States, you're on the East Coast, the West Coast. You might be in Denver but, uh, or Texas, but you don't hear of people that say, yeah, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, I went to high school here in Dubai, at uh -huh. Al School, and, uh, and uh, they, they were, there was an attendee from America for, from these universities. The, the representatives would come, and the University of Tulsa was there, and Purdue and some other yeah. universities. So there were like 20 different universities. So I, 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 got, I took their applications, and, and the university looks beautiful, and, and it was beautiful. So I applied, and I got accepted right away, and then I went for it. I had the option of Purdue and, and Tulsa, and Purdue is in Indiana. Mm -hmm. So I, di I didn't go with Purdue because it was too big. I felt I would get lost among the students. There's 33,000 students at that time, mm -hmm. and Tulsa was more 4,500 4, students. So I chose Tulsa. To me, it was America. I, I, it was my first time visiting America. So for me, it was the, whole, the country. It was not whether it's Oklahoma or Texas it or Boston. America, yeah. I, I didn't differentiate. So I, 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 I got in and I went to Tulsa. And what was it like being an Afghani student it was, in uh, Oklahoma? What, what was it like from, obviously you studied international business, I think yes, you said. Yes. But being a kid from a country that Americans don't understand or if they do, their understanding of it isn't probably the best understanding. I was, I was the first Afghan student in the University of Tulsa. Okay, right. So there were, there were 92 countries that had uh, nationalities that had attended, and I made it 93. So on the orientation day, freshman orientation day, all the students were called in, and I was called up to the <coughs> stage, and it said, first Afghan student, thanks for coming here. Now we're the, the, we have 93 nationalities that have gone to school here. So they, they recognized my face, and I was... 
you know, uh, I was told, uh, they said, you know, from Afghanistan and all that. And then after two months, 9-11 happened. So... What happened for you? So what happened is um, I, was a, I was a bit scared. I was, I was afraid because I was the only Afghan student and everybody knows me now. And 9-11 has happened. And um, the Saudis and the UAE had called back their students. Uh, so there were a lot of students uh, doing um, uh, petroleum engineering from Saudi Arabia and from the UAE. So they, they, they asked for their students to come back for six months or a year. And uh, my, my parents gave me the option whether I want to stay or leave. And I spoke to the university. They, they were like, you know, it's up to you. So, but I stayed. And um, having an Afghan passport, uh, being an Afghan there, I, uh, I chose not to come back for a long time because I was afraid I wouldn't get another visa the student visas and all that. So I stayed the whole uh, four years to do my bachelor's degree. And um, it, was, it was a very, uh, that's why I'm so attached to Tulsa because I, I had this fear. I, I thought I'll get, I, I would be treated bad or, or I would be discriminated or, or one thing or another, but just the opposite happened, the exact opposite. People were so nice to me, including my, you know, my classmates, my professors, the, the whole university, they said, we know you're not part of this. <laughs> I said, I know, thank you. But, but, but to, to give me that comfort that they really were welcoming me, I would be in their homes in Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and with their families. So I felt really home there. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, in Thanksgiving, uh, in month of November, very dark and rainy, the whole university is completely empty. To, to make sure I didn't have that... that uh, being alone. Being alone. The, the professors or my other friends or others, Americans, Oklahomans, would invite me to their home and we would do a Thanksgiving dinner together. <laughs> so so I, I actually nice. felt very, very home. And, and, and I, I, I've traveled throughout the States and I feel the most home in, that, in, the, in those states around it, like where it was Texas or Missouri or Kansas or... Mm -hmm. Chicago and those places. So, like. what do you um, what do you think of Donald Trump? <laughs> I, 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 I personally don't like some of the things he says, but but I th I think he he maybe is not very good in expressing what he wants. I think his his intention maybe not uh, as bad, but but the way he expresses them gotta be you know sugar coated a bit. Yeah, and and because for for somebody to have so to have such a position, you know, where everybody looks up uh, to the president of of uh, the United States, um, he should be talking more like Obama, uh, very uh, careful with his choice of words and all that, and and be. Um, Do you not just think though that a lot of Americans yeah. like the UK, well, lots of countries, even because Spain recently too. Do you not think we that there was a point where everyone just got sick of politicians? Maybe that's like the thing, you know, sick, that's the thing. Not, not necessarily the, 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 the government themselves, but it's just like politicians going around in circles no, he, he could, telling he, he lies. Could, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he, but, but you know, I, I, I personally think, right, the politicians have a very difficult job. They have to please everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you have a country like the U.S. or any country, whether it's the U.K. or, 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 or countries where there's a big population and there's a, there's a big mix, so there's a, the, the politicians have to be careful with whatever they do, so sometimes maybe they are, they are, they are sort of their job obliges them to lie a bit, or I don't want to say the word lie, but they are, they have to be, they have to be nice to everybody, mm -hmm. and they have to be, they have to be careful with their wording and all that, because you, you know, you, you, if if you say the wrong thing, then you're going to offend mm -hmm. a, a big portion of your population. Why do that? What's the point? So 
politicians, I think they have such a, they have to be very diplomatic. They have to be all things to everyone. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But they, they have to have, a, they have to have their agenda, which is, which doesn't have to be open to public. They have to do their thing, but they have to be careful with their word of the selection of their word. I mean, that's, that's how, that's how a perfect politician, that's why they're called politicians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have to be diplomatic, right? Yeah. yeah. Diplomacy. Okay, well, I don't want to sit talking about politics with you all day because I, <laughs> we can go down a rabbit hole with that. Um, Azizi, the property development company that yeah. you run, has come under um, some some negative press in recent time. Yes. What did you do wrong? Well, we didn't do much wrong, but uh, what we have is, you know, I told you my dad's story. Mm -hmm. So he is very determined. He's very... How do I say? He's very. A lot of entrepreneurs are like that. Mm -hmm. They are very uh, persistent. Dogged. On, they, they, yeah. They're persistent on their ideas, right? So whether it's his brother or his son, or his sister or his daughter, or whoever, right? They they see them as like you know they have to prove that okay no I I would I'm, I'm I I could convince you that this is right right so what happens is there's a lot of this thing between me and my dad where we're like we. I, 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 I am firm on my ideas, he's firm on his ideas, so then it becomes, an, it, becomes, um, it becomes a playground for, okay, should we do this way or should we do that way, should we do this way or that way. So then it leads to a point where you're, it's sometimes good for the company because it allows for, for, for things to be thought out of the box, you know, it's not, it's not a hurdle mentality. So when my dad goes the direction, we all go through that. And uh, my, my brother, myself, we think very Western. My dad thinks very traditional. Mm -hmm. So, so he, he thinks the traditional way was o always worked for him. And we think, no, you know, those ways, some things are good. Let's do it. You know, the trust, the handshake, the, all those things are very mm -hmm. good. But now you have to be doing things differently. So sometimes we have those, um, I don't want to say clashes, but sometimes we have our differences. And that has been good and bad, but... That's natural as well. It's, it's That's natural with two it's, generations. It's, 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 very, it's, very, it's very natural, yeah. but that, what, 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 what happened is a year ago, a year and a half ago, I, I basically told my dad, okay, it's your way, you do it, I'll just watch, right? Uh, or you'll do it my way, and totally my way or totally your way. So we, we've been going through this for like many years, but like um, uh, when, when I, I, left, I left the business to do my own thing, I was away for some time. Uh, I was in Dubai. I was uh, I was helping him with business, but I was away for a whole year. And when I was away, uh, that's when he he, he he hurt him emotionally, and he was he was not happy with it. And his total concentration was on his children because it was not just me. Also, my brothers were not uh, were also on the same boat with me. So, 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 that, so everyone so understands. Before you go any further, you're the eldest, but how many brothers are in the business? Two. Two brothers Two in the brothers, business. Two brothers, yes. And, okay. And my and my sisters as well, but they are they're part time. They're not. Okay, but every involved. day. But all the siblings are 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 like very, you know, modern thinking and Western yeah. and all that. And my my dad and my mom, who's not in the business, are still doing things traditionally. Okay. What's so, your cufflinks here? Scratching on the table. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no worries. So. T carry on that story then. So you got your, your, your dad's, your dad's, you walked away from the business because you're like, it's my way, dad, or your way. Your way's great, my way's great. Well, I, didn't, they're, they're, they're I, didn't, colliding. I didn't like walk away, but I said like, okay, if you're doing it your way, I don't want to be... I'll step out. I don't, don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know... Conflict. I don't want to be a conflict because then you'll slow down. So you do it your way or let me do it my way. And and that, uh, that, that, that I think 
uh, he, 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 you know, somebody, somebody who's been so successful financially, he, things he, to him, finance, finances don't matter. To him at this age, especially, he's 58 years old now. He's more emotional. He, he wants family. He wants to be, you know, close uh, to, to his mm. kids and to his wife and to, to the whole family. So business is, is secondary. While, while for myself and my brothers, we think business is, 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 is very important. We mm. put business in uh, office is business and then outside office is family. But, but for, for my dad, it was more in, in, in emotional, right? So he, he didn't take it very well. And that, that took his attention away from business. So that allowed it for, for the office and the company being run by, by the management. But even if it's a perfect management with, with less direction, they will have uh, difficulties. They would have challenges. So that was, that was the, the, the complete, like, how do I say it? That's putting it very much from my, the heart to you. I mean, that's how, that's how it was. That's how it happened. And, and that... Uh, I came back and I, I felt that there was a big need. And my, my dad actually told me, okay, let's do it your way. And and, and he stepped back. And he stepped back, and yes. he said, right, yeah. okay. I had to get on with it. Yes. So he's 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 there as as, as my plan. encyclopedia to everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he's there full full time. He's helping. But he's not, he, he doesn't make the final call. So he, he he's... Hold he, on. Is this the first time this has happened in business with your dad? That, where yes. your dad's actually said, Fahad... It, it's on you now. Now your chance. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time in life. That must be it's really. Been, that must be kind of like really liberating. Yeah, it's, it happened six months ago. So it happened. It happened uh, in, in October. And scary as well. I was. I was very nervous, but he was. He was there to support, and it was the first time. Where, and then he he noticed how good actually was for him, and how good it was for everybody else. Because, you know, this this is this is this is the nature. I mean, it's. You have to you have to do things with with by by with by with experience. You cannot be just. We can't read this on a textbook. So he he felt that okay, my sons, my 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 children have to make decisions, whether they get it right or wrong, doesn't matter. What matters is that they will they will learn from it. So if they made a good decision, they'll keep on doing those. And if they do, they take a wrong decision, then they'll stop doing it. So myself and my brothers, we've been taking a lot of decisions, and uh, him he he doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't, you know, intrude on it. He we would go to him and uh, for advice and all that. He sits just next to me in my in my in, uh, we, our office on the same floor. So he's a big help. But it's for the first time where, where he, uh, where he does his business different and he's more, you know, laid back now, chilled, and uh, but the stress is on us. <laughs> okay, sensei. It's a big change. Did did. With those two different approaches to business. I mean, the guy's got a track record of success, so it's not like it's some crazy man going out there trying to build a business. But did the business grow quicker than it should have done? It, it did grow very fast. It grew, but but that's how it was in every business that he got into. It grows, it grows very fast. Like Azizi Bank would have not become the largest bank in Afghanistan if he had not had pushed it that way. So his businesses they always grow very fast, and he puts full his full attention. I I I, th- I think focus and attention to to any activity brings great success and he he has that skill where he he's very uh, determined about something and he makes up his mind he says okay we got to go that direction and he's very good with that but what happens along the way is that he exhausts himself he exhausts everybody else around him and it could become very overwhelming uh, at times where there's there's so much to do and so much work however if you know if one wants to be successful they have to be ready for that for the challenges and all that so our business grew and it grew too fast 
but sometimes too much maybe not so good. So we we right now have that's natural we have, though. We, we have natural. It's it's natural. We have seventy buildings under construction at this stage. Seventy. Seven zero and one hundred twenty more uh, on its way. So hold on so a minute. Now we've got because the audience are going to sit here and go, "What the heck?" So as a, as a business here in the UAE, you have seventy apartment buildings yes. being built currently. Exactly. And another one hundred and twenty in the pipeline. In the pipeline over over <laughs> how many period? How many years? Over the next five years. 10 well, years, that's what? that's in our hand. It would depend on demand, right? So we could we could stretch it to longer or shorter, but we have the land. You know, we we okay. acquired so 120 over the next. Let's say 10, 12 it's, years. It's, that it, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it could be shortened as well. I mean, Dubai is a very dynamic city. I mean, I, I to, we for us, for my dad, for ourselves, uh, it's been the, like we call it the Dubai dream, the American dream sort it's of the thing. Modern, I see. The, I describe Dubai as the modern day gold rush. Yes. When, you hear, when you learn about the history of the United States, when they found gold and they went across the land and they went and sailed around the seas to get across to San Francisco so they could come in and then they could start digging for gold. That, to me, is exactly. this opportunity that it's available to everyone. And Dubai, to me, is like that. That's the thing. I mean, in, in Dubai is, is where, is where the, the, the family was, 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 was raised. They went to school. But also his business flourished. My, 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 our business went from strength to strength. Even though the businesses were overseas, the head office was always here. So the finances were here, the management was here, the bank accounts were here. The, my, my dad's home was here. Even if his business was in Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, he even had, had businesses. Here. The, the, the head office was here in, in Dubai. So for him, this place is, is home and he wants to do something here, break something that, he, that, he, that, that could be... That would last, you know. It's uh, did, real did, estate. Okay, did easy with that amount of growth that quickly do wrong by the customer? Did they do wrong by the real estate brokers who are selling the product? No. So the thing we did, the thing we did, we shouldn't have done, and we did is we we started doing everything in house. Okay, so what's in-house? Do, do the sales, do the marketing, do the construction, have your design team, have your supervision team, do your mortgages, do your uh, f FM property maintenance, do your everything. And that's, that's, not, that's not the way things are, are done. Businesses today are, are very lean and, and, and agile so that they can adjust to things. So what we did is we grew internally to, to be... To be, to be to be able to do everything. Now, instead of doing two good things perfectly fine, we can't be doing 10 things in a very, mm -hmm. very mediocre way. So yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the thing that, 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 was, that wasn't uh, helpful because thousands of people have bought homes and if, you're not, if your attention is not for customer service, you're busy building a real estate business and you, uh, like brokerage business, you're busy with uh, property maintenance, you're yeah. busy with mortgages. Then you're going to lose attention from that. So, so w w one of the things I've been changing in the last six months is we're going through a complete restructuring, becoming very construction driven and customer centric, and outsourcing everything else. Why do it while others could do it better than me? Mm. So, so give it to them, let them do it, and let them benefit from it. So instead of having a big army of sales sales team, we, we reduced it. Instead of having 30 different offices, now we're down to like 15 offices. Why have why have so much? So there was a lot of, you know, it's it's like uh, I, I, I was doing a study on multitasking, which is they say it's not a good thing. So we were sort of... To study it or do it? <laughs> no, not do it, not to do it, right? So, yeah, so, so we, we were sort of like 
like multitasking, multi-building at every angle. Like we get into hotel business, get into this business, get into that, and that that was not good. That was not good because I I I, I saw I I went I, when I, when I was in Germany I saw something so different. I saw companies that were several times bigger than some of the developers here, and they would have only fifty staff. And I would go to their office. Office, I would say, I, I want to buy an apartment. They'd be, we don't sell apartments, but we build them. We're the developer. However, you could go to this or that brokerage firm and buy from them. I'm like, but I'm a direct client. I could buy here. I could save the commissions or this and that. But we don't do that. We're just the developers. So what do you do? We just find good plots, study them, give them to the design team, which is not ours. Give it to the marketing team, which is not ours give them to the sales team, which is not ours. So like the whole business is outsourced, mm. but the developer owns the project. They are the client. And they, they I, I saw huge developers. I saw this in England as well. Large, large companies, developers, they are very lean. They don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of staff and offices and cars and transport. Mm. and. That's, that's so, not, so it's that's all subcontracted. It's subcontracted, yeah. and it's also it's a very digital world today. A lot of things mm -hmm. are, are, you know, technology has been used to make things very efficient. So, so but I saw something like that in in, in Germany. I wanted I want to replicate. Uh, Do you think that okay? You've been doing it for six months. Do you think that I mean I've been doing it for a long time. I've been no, involved, but six months, last when, six months things says, have been different. Yes. Okay. Do you think? Because Azizi is a really prominent developer, okay? You're one of the biggest developers here, and people know you, okay, because you're a big developer here. And whether, and this game, it's, sorry, again, there's this sentiment and there's gossip and there's opinions, and you know, people would rather talk about bad stuff than good stuff nine times out of 10. Do you, do you think that <clears throat> your reputation is harmed and being fixed, or do you think your reputation is harmed and you'll struggle to fix it anytime soon. Oh no, no, it's it's you know the the thing is well, there is there is the, the, what what I find very important are numbers, statistics. Those yeah. the, the the math is is what counts. So so if there is a, if there is a reputational problem and I stay focused on my work and I'm getting the numbers as into doing the construction, mm -hmm. delivering the homes, mm -hmm. having more happier customers, right? Mm -hmm. So like when I see numbers, I do surveys all the time. I'm calling the customers. I'm like, okay, what do you think? What are you not happy with? What can we do for you better? I speak to the contractors. I speak to uh, the real estate companies that sell our properties, do a lot of internal surveys with our staff. So when, when those numbers are done every month, then I compare them. So every month has been getting better and better and better, especially uh, in, in the last... Uh, Two three months has been has been going the right direction, but but doing anything in this size of business takes time. It's not it's not an overnight fix to things, and and it's like turning turning an oil tanker, isn't it? You know, it's, it's not a, it's so not a dinghy. It's a big ship. So so one of the things we did is I, I you know I, I I personally was in favor of this, but it's not necessarily good. For, it's not going to make so many people happy. Like I I had to I had to lay off uh, a lot of uh, I had to shut down some departments that we didn't need, like really didn't need. There was no need for that business right so those th th those those employees wouldn't be wouldn't be happy and when they move somewhere else they're not going to be saying yeah it was very pleasant to work and they let me they, they would say it was a bad place i left <laughs> so they, you know of course. I, I have i have all the respect for them so that's fine but this, this is human nature i would probably do the exact same so that that sort of that that's a word of mouth that you cannot control and that that 
and 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 you know I, I want I, I one of the things I personally believe a lot is in to be very fair and just so so if I if I was fair with that person I told them okay look you have a department of 20 we don't really need this we could be doing development business instead of getting getting busy with the hotel management which we're not the expertise with so I'm going to shut down this yeah, they're not going to be the happiest. But if I was very transparent and if I could tell them what's the reason and all that, I, we we did our part. So that 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 was one of the dents, you know, and and and, and that was uh, reducing uh, seven to eight hundred uh, employees uh, having th- that big of a layoff. It's a big number, uh, although we, you know we had employed thousands and we still have thousands. But but that that that's a that's a significant number for mm. for a city the size of Dubai. Mm. The word goes out that okay. Why well, they don't say they don't say that restructuring is being done for the benefit of the business. Yeah, so so I had to, again, it's the same I thing. Know. You so focus the, on the numbers. The marketplace out there focuses. Oh, what's happening as easy? You know, they're getting rid of seven hundred people or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. So we we mm. we had to restructure for the for the benefit of the business. And, you know, there will be a time where where I could rehire everybody, but if. When when I have that the time and the and the capacity to put the focus, if I cannot put focus and just open offices and tell them okay I'll come back in a few days and I'll uh, we'll sit and discuss and I don't have the time to go in month, in two months and they're just sitting there, doing nothing then we're wasting their their time and energy and wasting the company's resources as well. So that that was that was the situation. That's why we had thirty offices and the management was too busy. Opening more, expanding the business, but with really no clear, uh, they, they didn't have time basically. So that's that's the that's the side effect of of uh, expanding too fast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another subject I want to talk to you about before I end with you today. First of all, do you regard yourself? You do, your your dad is clearly an entrepreneur. Do you regard yourself as an entrepreneur? Well, one one of the things I I uh, I was I was always a bit um, how do I say? I was a bit. Uh, I felt I felt that I was missing something in this whole business. I was I've always worked with my dad, and I I I moved from one position to another with my own uh, efforts. But I I always felt that it's because my dad's business, everybody's very nice and kind to me, and they yeah. And, and I was because I'm the owner's son, so what the heck? It's not about my education or experience or this and that. Uh, so one of the things that I felt I was always lacking is turning that one dollar to two dollars myself personally. So, because I said, okay, it's the business, I'm playing an important role in the business is, is making income. So what I did is I experimented. <laughs> I said, I have to take this 500,000 euro, for example, turn it to a million euro, and I want to see if I could do this with zero help myself personally, and whether it would work out or not. And I did that experiment back in 2014, and 2000, uh, I still do it in Germany. So I, I, I took, for example, a, an old broken house, for for five hundred six hundred thousand euros, did some financing, put some of my own money, uh, demolished it, renovated it, resold it, did the whole business plan for it, and I made good profit on that. Uh, where where that that one euro turned into a two euro. So that was the first time I I experienced that. Okay, with zero help from from from. Any, How did it feel? It felt so different. I felt so different. I felt so 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 so. I felt so. Empowered, I suddenly felt that okay, and and I learned something from it. What I, what I learned is, I, 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 it was it was it was a big lesson, big lesson because when I was doing this, I was enjoying it. I was not stressed. I was not feeling, I was not feeling any um, 
any fear of, of, of losing it. I was not having this fear that I have to stress out. I, I had two employees only helping with, like two staff, and I have my setup in, in, in Frankfurt. So what, what happened is that we worked very closely, and, and I took that experience and brought it back. I told my dad, I said, okay, we have to do things different. You know, I said, I feel that there is too much stress in our work environment for no reason. We have to change things. So said directly with HR, I said, okay, you have to do employee, you know, engagement activities and this and that. We, I, I said the thing, the biggest reason I had that success where things moved from, uh, from point A to point B for me in Germany was because we all enjoyed working together as a team and we were so happy whether it was with the contractor or the salespeople. It was... It was a very enjoyable environment. So, so I took that first-hand experience, and they've been doing it here in our office, where, where, where I, I totally 100% believe that if it's any company, family, a government, a country, anything, and, and people are enjoying their time, and they're having a good time, they will be successful. Mm. And whatever they're doing, they will be successful. But if, if it's the opposite, if, if it's a depressing t environment, and it's... There's a movie I recommend to everybody to watch. <laughs> it's, it's called it's, it's called the Monster Inc. It's Monster it's a, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> the kids movie. It's a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I was watching the kids movie. I have two kids right with my daughter, and in in this movie, basically, um, the the monsters are Inc. is, is a company, and yeah. the monsters are supposed to go and 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 and, put, and scare the kids at night, and then all this energy is given to the company and they, they are into energy business yeah and then there's one monster that that cannot be that doesn't look scary or cannot act scary and cannot to do all the screams and all that so when 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 he come does his show the kid laughs at him and when the kid laughs the energy company makes much more energy out of that laugh uh -huh. instead of a scream because the scream was their source of energy yeah now is the laugh so that, that that movie, I was like, I, I, I sent out an email within our company. I said everybody has to go watch <laughs> Monster Inc. because that's where I want us to move. I want us, I want us to function where we we laugh, we enjoy. Things will be so much different, and in, in, in this company, and 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 you know we cannot be having an environment of, of the, of the scream and the tough and like, being fear, fear. That's not going to work. So things have to change, and and that and that that's something. It's not going to happen overnight again because it's changing the culture. Culture change takes time, but it's been changing, and and I see good results from it. That's fantastic. Yeah, monster rank. Okay, last question. Um, at my core of who I am as a human being, I I would regard myself as a salesperson. Although I've built businesses and had my success, and I don't I don't come from anything apart from humble beginnings as well. I deep down regard myself as a salesperson. How do you? How do you see salespeople in business, and and what level of importance do you put on them? I I I, I had a lot of experience with working with sales uh, salespeople, and I have not been personally involved in hardcore <coughs> sales, but I I've seen it in in a lot of different countries, not just here in UAE. And I think the best salesperson is the person that would sit across me, and I could trust them, and they they would they wouldn't take me for a ride, mm -hmm. and they could they could gain my trust. I would go back to them again and again and again. I've I've been to, I've I, I I've been to the to the good salesmen in America, the car car dealers, mm -hmm. right? So you would approach some of them and you could really trust them. Uh -huh. And and the reason they are good salespeople is because some of them are really good, genuine people. Mm -hmm. They tell you this car is no good, don't buy it. Mm -hmm. Or or I've I I I've, I, I I think some of the best salespeople I've seen that were in America. 
and uh, you know whether they're into real estate or into car business or into anything and and the ones that were too smart or being too um, too pushy on things it didn't work you have to give you have to give the client their their space to think their time you have to respect them mm-hmm. let them let them go back let them you know encourage them to go and compare uh, that's when that's when they trust you and when they trust you then 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 doors open for for that salesperson that's that's how i uh, have seen it as 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 a client and mm-hmm. that's how i've seen people in our offices succeed with selling properties they're the ones that are the most genuine mm-hmm. and <laughs> they're the most successful the ones that are all like chic and then like like they're so like loaded with ideas and like they want to do this and they want to do that their their numbers are not necessarily the best so that's 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 how i see it okay fair yeah. enough i appreciate your point there okay and one last thing uh can we go out and have a look at some of your developments one day yeah sure i'd love to one of them is here on the pond uh and um, you know we can go to all the sides we have there's a big development happening in maidan uh, there's uh, from all the way from Jablali to healthcare city uh, in various parts of the city. We're scattered throughout uh, Dubai. We're looking into getting into Abu Dhabi. Uh, we already have a plot in Najman. So in Abu Dhabi, in, I mean in Dubai, there's a lot of construction happening at the mm-hmm. moment, and I'll be happy to give you a tour. Good, excellent yeah. stuff. Fine. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank really you. Pleasure. Your time. Pleasure.